Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to our week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my best pal, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? And good Connor, apologies. A bus did go past the house mm. midway through your intro there. So, but it's okay because we normally like adapt on the fly. We're very good at improvising. You know, we're not yeah. absolutely scrambling right now, thinking of anything to say. We're not scrambling for bits. I broke a glass on a carpet the other like today. <laughs> not a bit. Uh, I'm currently like I'm barefoot on a carpet that definitely has glass in it, <laughs> and my shoes are the other side of the room. So I'm I'm, I'm in a bind, folks. Why did I drop all these bun saws? <laughs> all these rusty needles that I've been sharing so, with people. So if this is your first episode, Sean is currently trapped in a saw trap, um, yep. and he the only way my to get out. Making- the only way to get out is if is to give us a five star review on Spotify. I think that's how it works. Yeah, and the internet will definitely respond positively to that, won't they, Connor? <laughs> Actually, These people don't want me saying The only way for him to stand up and kill himself is to give a five star review on nice. Spotify. That win-win. It's a win-win. So this is weird news, Shaw. What do we do here? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You're about to read them all out to me, a man desperately trying to escape. A serial killer's attempts at making me value my life? Is that does what it, does it, about? Does it count as a serial killer if you laid a trap yourself? No, I broke a glass bowl of cereal, Connor. Oh. What cereal? Uh, wheat. I didn't actually... The cereal was a... It was adding a bit of colour to the oh, joke, if you will. No, it was, a, it was a glass of water that... that how, did you break well, wa- how did you break a glass on carpet is really the question. Okay, here's here's what happened, mm. right? I was standing, holding the glass. Oh, Finished this is the so drink, imaginative so far. Fumbled the glass. Mm. It fell, clocked the edge of the desk. Oh. Then onto the carpet. Oh. So you got the corner That's, piece. Got the corner piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, oh, the desk please. is fine. The desk is fine. The I can't desk stress just that shatters. <laughs> it, was a, it was a glass desk. Glass desk. As well. <laughs> Everything in your house is made of glass. I keep throwing stones at people, it's weird. <laughs> uh, so, Sean, we have a very exciting weekend coming up, just before we get into weird news. Yeah, me and you are going out on the tear. We are going out on the town, but before that, we have our five-year anniversary birthday listener hangout on Saturday for all of our Patreons. We never these titles. No, it's, it's a very long title. Basically, it's our five-year anniversary um, coming up on Saturday. And what we're doing is all of our patrons are all especially invited to a Google Meet to kind of come and have a chat with us. Um, so yeah. you probably have seen the post on our Facebook, our Instagram, um, our Twitter pages. But it starts at half one Irish time. And if you're a Patreon, you do not have to do anything. You have already gotten an invite or you are just about to be added to the invite list. I haven't sent them out yet, Sean. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
It's fine, Connor. It's fine. You're a busy man. I panicked halfway through that. I was like, yeah. you'll definitely have it. They're going to check this in real time, even though this is going to be posted I mean, later. So you no, could just I ha- do it. I haven't done it as of today, Wednesday, but I will do it probably tonight or tomorrow morning. So you will get an invite. Don't worry. If you're not a Patreon and you would still like to come along, please message us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, anywhere, and just send me your email and send me a message just said I'd like to come along just to kind of have a chat with everyone we'd like to see other people there as well Patreons are obviously automatically invited and the other people all get to come along if they're interested um, yeah. it's, it's always a fun a time we usually hang out chat we play little like ranking games of comic characters and mm. movies and stuff like that so it's really just a good couple of hours on a Saturday yeah um, and so now that is our customary, uh, I suppose, promotion of the that, plug. but a plug, yes. Uh, but Sean, it is time to get into weird news because one story this week caught my eye and it's, it's really, it's really set me back. Um, Sean, Congress. The World Conquer Conquers. Championships. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I think I took part in a Conquer Championship once. A new story I have specifically put first because I knew Sean would be interested. In it. <laughs> I've got I've, I got really old school hobbies, you know. <laughs> and fairies and conquers. I know you. I know the way into your brain, yeah, but Sean, that's how you uh, summon me. So Britain has gone bonkers over mushy conquers, Sean, as their nuts are in crisis. Um, oh. The World Conquer Championships are looking. They're looking in danger. Um, now, if you don't know what a conquer is, they're hard brown like horse chestnuts kind of things. Yeah, they um, are. They're, they're, a, they're a yeah, they're a breed of chestnut, mm. uh, and they're primarily used to break other conquers in some kind of yeah. playground game. You add it to a string, you attach it to yeah. a piece of string, and then you fling the string around, and then like hit it off the other conquer, and you win if you break their conquer. Yeah, and then you proceed onwards, and then it's the last conquer standing is the mm, one that wins. Exactly. And there's all um, kinds of shady tactics you can do if you want to win. Go on, what are some... We know from your childhood, definitely you were cheated out of a championship or two. Go on. Look, uh, you can you, you can coat a conquer in superglue. That's expensive in terms of superglue, but it does work. Uh, the other one, and it requires a lot of prep time, is that if you get a conquer, they fall in like the autumn or the fall, you could call it. Mm. Uh, and you get one, say this year, you leave it in the hot press or the airing cupboard for an entire year until next conquer season. And that shit will have firmed up right good, Connor. <laughs> then you're basically hitting a conquer with a steel ball, is what's or, happening. Or the strongest tactic is obviously before you enter the competition, before you find, you find out who you're playing, then you maybe yeah. ring one of their parents, maybe tell them that their partner is having an affair with them. They eventually break up. The marriage is very unhappy. This is a few weeks yeah. before the competition. Then eventually they have to tell the child that it's because of them that they are separating. Then you're walking in a week in the pod. The head is gone. They're not concentrating no more on that piece of string. You could take them out and go all the way to the final. That's a real Hail Mary, though, because also I love the phrase concentrating on the string. That's brilliant. Uh, but the, like, what if it, it, it encourages their resolve that maybe if they win this Conquer ta- Championship, their parents will get back together? No, I want the parents to specifically say, you're not, that, that Conquer competition, you need to lose. Because I'll say, I'm willing to release this information to the public um, if your child wins that Conquer competition. Oh, my. That you're really taking this... Co- What's the prize for a conquer competition in 2023? <laughs> I like the other end of the phone. The parents are like, what a very specific threat. I, don't, I, I didn't even know there was a conquer competition coming up. <laughs> I know you're laughing at me for like p- having done conquers and stuff like that. But is there not a part of you where you see a conquer as an adult and you're like, oh, I could pick that up and have a game of conquers? See, I mean, I don't have that within me, but when I was younger, really? I, I probably was like, yeah, let's get the conquers out. 
I still have it. I'm mm. still like, no, I could do it. I could pick well, it up. Well, Sean, why we're talking about this is because the World Championships are in danger of not happening this year. And it's something that we need to know about because obviously it's very important. And this is why it has a news article about. <laughs> but the news this week, Sean, is that this year, violent storms knocked chestnuts from their branches unseasonably early. Spreading Ooh. fear across the close-knit Conquer community. <laughs> oh, no. They have branches everywhere. <laughs> that many of the conkers collected were mushy and small, basically unfit for play at this year's championships. No. First, like, if they're bad conkers that year, that's look, that's luck of the draw, but there's still a best conker out of all of them. You have to play on regardless. <laughs> You're like, even if everyone walks in, just absolutely just bullet holes in their legs. Just who has the best, who's the best with one bullet hole in them? That's, yeah. It's, you're trying to find, you're not trying to find the perfect conquer. That doesn't Mm. exist, Connor. You're trying Mm. to find the best conquer of the lot for that year. You have to go looking for conquerors. You can't just find them on the day. Well, James Atkins has come out and he runs a small tournament in Reading. I'm assuming they're the regionals before you get to the, the nationals and then the worlds. Oh, of course. Um, and he basically said that like they do seem to be getting softer, he told Sky News. <laughs> year on year, they're just... Is, and is, they're just knocked off the tree, that's it. Like... Uh, so um, they, they start outrage by suggesting the committee, which also selects the conquerors used in championship play. So the world committee chooses the conquerors. Horse chestnut shit is what this is. Because, no, you should be allowed to bring... And it, now, look, I, granted I gave you ways to cheat with conquerors yeah. earlier in the show. Yeah. But let them ex- inspect the conquer. And then that's I fine. Feel like Don't that provide a conquer. It raises questions of maybe some sort of bribery could be easily done, or some. That's so, it. They, they can't be trusted. If if I enter a competition and I'm not allowed to bring my own conquer, that they select me a conquer. Then obviously, if I pay somebody the right amount of money, they'll give me the good one. Yeah, yeah. Like the because the, if they're if they're deemed fit enough to issue out conquers to contestants. Mm. They know a good conquer from a bad conquer. Like, I, 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 I don't see, I don't, I don't see the harm in letting me. Or what you do, hold the whole event in a forest before the game starts. Everyone gets fifteen minutes to go looking for conquers, and you have to find it on site on the day. <laughs> but that means you could be the world's greatest conquer, conquer player. But you're yeah. going to go unlucky on the day. Maybe, maybe you just don't I'm, get the right one. I'm fine with that. That's the spirit of conquerors, Connor. You can be class at conquerors and have a bad conquer. So here's the take. <laughs> uh, they start outrage by select by suggesting that this committee consider baking the nuts to harden them before the competition. Artificially hardening conquerors, however, is prohibited at the World Championships. So That's they're being expected, asked to yeah. they're being asked to do something that is prohibited. Uh, I ran with more of an underground crew when I was doing conquerors. Some players even paint nuts in clear nail polish or soak them in vinegar. Apparently. Vinegar's a new one to me. I hadn't heard of that. But nail polish is the same as the super glue principle. And then you think you've heard it all, but Charlie Bray, one competitor, he gets a whole, uh, I would say, quote in this article by insisting that nuts digested by a pig are the hardest. <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd be curious as to how that was found out. But, but secondly, also, I can't it's probably the same as the vinegar thing. It's like an acid reacts with the conquer and hardens it that's what i'd say is happening yeah but like surely what's the worst animal then to put the the fucking conquer through before he entered the competition a badger a, <laughs> a bird a bird would be tough tough on the bird yeah well, a real say. tough on the bird and um, how might not be bad <laughs> stop putting just... your conquers in different animals <laughs> Never. <laughs> uh, feelings about the quality of this year's conquer, however, Sean, are split. Because um, Yanni Mack, who's an organiser of what he claims is the UK's second largest game, the Weveny Valley Conquerors Tournament, 
I mean, you probably know it. You probably know love it, Sean. Um, but no, big I Yanni associate with that tournament. Eh? <laughs> Yanni Mack has come out and said, "We do not hold with the idea that there is a conquer crisis." I just check my stash, and conquers are emphatically not softer this year. So, big Yanni, he's riding with a big fucking lot of hard nuts. <laughs> so Sounds like Yanni, the organizer of the second largest conquer festival, is trying to claim that he has the superior. Con- so he said, I'm better than the World Championships because I run the Wavany Valley Conquers Tournament. And really, everyone knows that's more prestigious. And we have the best Conquers. Yeah, like it did, like with the Conquers though, like it, if you're still finding them on the ground, like if you're finding loose Conquers on the ground, that's an issue because they've been picked through by squirrels already. Mm. So you need to like ideally pluck them off a tree yourself. You ever been hit with a... Uh, fucking hell. You know the jacket thing that conquers come in? The jacket thing, as in the nut. There's a... So, you know what a... You know a conquer, a chestnut. You know what that I, looks I've heard like, of right? the concept of a conquer, yes. Yeah. They come in like... They're like these green spiky fucking packages that they come in off True, the yes, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we were picking conquers one time and a load of squirrels, grey squirrels, I might add, started throwing those at us. To scare us away from the conquers. <laughs> this continues our trend of Sean hates the grey squirrel. <laughs> it's just, it's so easily hateable. I think it's now one of our longest running trends on the show. <laughs> I hate grey It's I hate grey squirrels and the just had, have weird childhood experiences. Apparently. You do, yeah. They're the two things from the five-year anniversary that really we can all delve into. So, I mean, and this is kind of a combination of the two because the grey squirrels, I mean, kind of fucked you over. They started throwing shit at you and your friends. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it was uh, it, it was a tough time, Connor. I'll be honest. But great conquers out of it, though, because the squirrels had got fresh conquers and were throwing them down at us. And so we just had to take the spiky balls to the face then open it up, we had the perfect conquer. Went 0 for 6 that entire day. <laughs> Did you say you're 0 for 6? The, the O being losses, of course. No, that's, not how, that's not how it works. <laughs> Your wins always Zero go in the left column. Wins. No, no, he, column wasn't there. <laughs> no, no. 6 and 0 is 6 wins, 0 losses. 0 and 6 is 0 wins, 6 losses. No, Connor, no. you're... <laughs> what, what scoreboard are you looking at? <laughs> One in a mirror, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> What's a 9? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's much worse. <laughs> that's much worse. Um, so... Christina Harrison, who's organising a contest as well, said that the chestnuts that she's collected this year have been top-notch. So, I mean, the trees are producing more conquerors than usual. So what we have here is possibly some sort of, I don't know, inner war between the World Conquer Championships and all of these smaller competitions who have come out and said, our conquerors are amazing, don't worry. And the World Conquer Championships are looking to maybe suspend the competition for this year because they think the conquerors aren't up to scratch. So then the calibre of entrance to the other smaller conquer competitions would go up. Do you think there's any chance that all of the good conquerors were stolen and replaced with bad conquerors? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Is there Maybe. a chance? <laughs> there's, a, there's, I mean, there's always a chance. Um, yeah. It isn't the first time, though, the World Conquer Championships have landed in the UK scandal sheet, Sean. You probably remember this. But last year, David Jenkins, 81 years old, and his yeah. daughter faced, alle- <laughs> faced allegations of nepotism. Of- Wait, so... Mm. One of them let the other win? Is that what happened? For 16 years, Jenkins has served as King Conquer. <laughs> Fucking hell. As, Christ. As ceremonial figurehead and steward of the World Conquer Championships. His daughter, a 50-year-old nurse, won last year's Women's Championship for the first time after three decades of trying. Um, UK tabloids accused father and daughter of conspiring to get her the best conquers, which contestants drew blindly from a bag. But did they draw draw them blindly if your father is King Conquer? Yeah, and could maybe stack the the bag in your favour. 
I, but uh, there's still an element of skill to playing Conkers, you know. So <laughs> y- I feel y- like there's not as just... much skill as you're putting like into it. We, if we had a game of Conkers right now, skill would come into it. I think I would have a forty sixty shot, and I think that means skill wouldn't really come into it because I don't know anything about it, and you seem to be an expert. What 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 kind of grip are you using on the Conker? On on the string. Yeah, for the strike, say, like when you're when you're going to hit the. the oh, con- I'm I'm doing? going cowboy. I'm you're wheeling cowboy. around my head, and then I'm just well, going to snap accurate it. With that kind of Happy Gilmore, <laughs> very ass accurate. Move, my I'm, I'm a Happy Gilmore kind of guy. <laughs> you're you're the rogue in the conquer community. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah. I either I'm all in or all out. It's thirty percent of the time it works all the time. You just end up clobbering your opponent. <laughs> yeah, the head if I knock them out, then of course I win. Win by default. It's nowhere in the rules that says what's you can't What's your do that. What's your technique? You wrap the string around and you yeah. get a good pull on it. You get close to the other conquer and fucking letter it into him. Nah, man, that's that's not going to give you any Great weight. sound. It's not going to give great you any sound. weight. You're going to be 0 6 after that, no. using that co- technique. Oh, great. I hope I will be. <laughs> oh, it's Ray. I'm on a winning streak. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of you like playing in the AFL and they're just like, oh my God, he's 0 14. And you're just like, 14 wins. <laughs> I'm like showboating, like, yes. <laughs> I can't lose. <laughs> Another one for Sean. <laughs> Sean, we're going to have to move on because I, I wanted to cover that scandal that is currently hitting um, the Conquer Championships because I knew you were probably maybe King Conquer, probably next year. Oh, one of these. I don't, I don't I, look, I'm, I'm a common man, Connor. I'm no royalty. <laughs> they've asked you several times and you've been like, no, no, I'm oh. down here with the peasants. Choose somebody else. It would only else. corrupt me, please. <laughs> but Sean, another scandal hit the world this week um, that really shocked me and I think also has really made me, has cheered me up because they tried something in the US uh, during last week, which was an emergency alert um, yes. system thing, and so an emergency alert is basically when it's going to be a national, nationwide emergency alert drill that the US government wanted to carry out. This was on the fourth of October last week, and what it is is just like every single person's phone got an emergency text. I think it was. Um, just a notification and it made a really loud noise. Yeah, and you couldn't turn it off. So even if your phone was on silent, it will still ring out as it's an emergency. Just yeah. so in case aliens ever come down, then everybody gets the emergency notice and we're all grand and we'll all be safe, right? Yeah, definitely. That'll definitely go really well. <laughs> but Sean, one community was really in particular hit by the emergency alert system that the US government may not have thought of because I have members of the Amish community have been shunned by their church after the recent test of the emergency alert system outed them as having procured forbidden mobile phones. (laughs) Because, yeah, if they were hidden somewhere. Imagine the shock as an Amish man or woman. Like, I'm an Amish person. And, like... Just hearing the loudest noise in the world all of a sudden from your room. It would be so weird. You'd just like, what the fuck is that? Like, the, 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 I think as well, you could turn the phone off and the thing wouldn't play. But as soon as you turned it back on, it would play again. Mm. So you'd have to be really sure you were alone when you turned the phone back on. So apparently how we found this out was a former member of the community came out this week and said that three of his friends had gotten into trouble after the devices that they used were discovered. Uh, this was in Ohio. And over the years, he said, there's been quite a few Amish men that reached out and wanted phones. So whenever they request to have a phone, I'll do everything I can to try and get them a phone. Not always right. can I do so, but in some circumstances, I've been able to sneak a phone into their into their area so they have a mobile phone with them. Now three of them have replied back to me today and said, hey, I'm going to have to lay low for a while. I just got shunned out of the group. Jesus. Like, I, it's... No Amish people are going to listen to this, but, like, it's... <laughs> Maybe... <laughs> Maybe, and if you are, I hope you're doing well. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. I hope you don't get caught over us, of all things. Uh, the But, like, the being shunned, I feel, is not the course of action. Surely you're like, listen, let's talk about this. I, why you 
got this in secret and all that. I have to be honest. I love the idea of being shunned. I I think shunning is something we need to bring back. I would love to be shunned. I would love to be exiled. No, like exiling and shunning is something that really we've gotten, we've gotten rid of. But it was something that really worked back in the day for the small villages. It did a lot. You'd have some absolute fucking dickhead going around causing fucking hassle. And then one day the villagers would just be like, lad, you're exiled. Get out of here. And he just leaves. <laughs> yeah, just pisses off. Also, outlaws, man. Like, <laughs> perfect. Like, you're outside of the law. So, yeah, you can do what you want. But you also have no protection from the law. Yeah. So, anything that happens to you, you're on your own. Yeah, you've like, got nobody to back you up. Nobody. Unless you, unless you assemble a crew of like-minded goons. Maybe seven. Seven. That would be magnificent. That would be uh, magnificent if you got seven human beings who were all outlaws. I think you could really achieve some things. And you got them all to work together somehow, and despite all of their different backgrounds and beliefs. And for, and for some reason, Chris Pratt was there, maybe? No. Oh, yes. This, that, I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does magic in that movie. <laughs> no, is he magic? I can't remember Vincent D'Onofrio was in that movie as well. He's really good, as he is in most movies. Yeah, uh, obviously. That came out around the same time as well as I think it's a million ways to die in the West, the Seth MacFarlane. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was with Char- yeah. Charlize Theron. She was in that yeah. the Seth MacFarlane one. Yeah, yeah. Weird time for cowboy films. <laughs> Trying to bring cowboy films back. Oh man, they can come back whenever. I'll take another Jonah Hex. But would you though? Really, eighty-one minute film, my friend. Well, like, <laughs> we're all in. <laughs> I'll watch it twice I don't care no the movie is what you want to watch and if this is this is a movie news right so unfortunately we're going to have to cover this but if you're listening to this if you like some of the Marvel movies or superhero movies or even the Batman movies watch some of the animated DC movies because legally oh. they all have to be 74 minutes long <laughs> that is pretty good that is pretty pretty good and they're a good 74 they're minutes a good, they're a good hour and 15 I'll tell you yeah. that now. They, they fly through it at a clip. You wouldn't want any more, I'll say. <laughs> any more and I have to go away to the bathroom halfway through. I need an intermission. That's it. I'm all for intermissions as well if people want to bring those. Because not only do I need to pee, I want a snack sometimes as well. The only intermission I've ever been involved in, and this is a weird one, but Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets. That's not even particularly long. No, I think it's like two hours long. But I remember we went to the cinema. I don't know how what age I was when that movie came out. But we went. That was the only time that halfway through the movie, it stopped. And everyone stood up. And I was so confused. I was like, it's not over. Like, no. Harry's in peril danger at this point. And I was like, what's going on? And then I was told, well, we go get more popcorn and go to the bathroom now. But... That's the only time it's ever happened. Don't get used to it because it'll never happen to you again. Like (laughs) any intermission I've ever had, it was like a a, a play, like a theatre thing or something. Yeah, like it was never. I've never had an intermission in the cinema. I had one. What? What's the last play you seen? Uh, Book of Mormon. Uh, (sighs) Pretty good. Pretty good. It was a while ago. It was but like last year. But it's a good play. I see Mrs. Doubtfire, the musical. (laughs) How's that? As a (laughs) pretty good. Well, it's good. Like. Alright, you know, it does the job, like. It does the job, like. So, like, there's, if you go, I, I don't think I've ever seen a bad one. I seen The Mousetrap in London, like, last year, the year before. That was really good. I seen uh, Let the Right One In. That was great. That was nice. really, really good. Just, I just this is this is a weird news. This is just what's happening. We're doing theatre boys. No, we're doing, well, okay, not really. Movie Mondays. It's theatre Tuesdays now. That's what we're doing. <laughs> or theatre Thursday. Theatre Thursday. No, there's so many options. <laughs> <laughs> why, do we, why do we settle in <laughs> um, so Sean if you were part of the Amish community and your phone went off there's got to be a moment where you there's there's a second where you're like I might have gotten away with it first of all and yeah. then the heads start turning then you've got to really think I'm going to have to turn around and look at somebody else with like disgust because it's like wh- wh- what was that that was fucking what yeah trying to think like wh- okay so where am I hiding is it, it's in the house is it like I would say yeah you probably have it under a pillow yeah behind the TV or something behind <laughs> uh. <laughs> the MacBook <laughs> the um, it's under the iPad no yeah, yeah okay yeah. so like under the bed or something yeah 
yeah, if it's under your bed, that's a tough look. Because mm. it's like, what am I meant to do with this? Um, you gotta, you gotta hide it in like the it, maybe a farm somewhere on on a farm in like one of the outhouses. So like a local general area, because then you can always blame somebody else. You need deniability or the mm. idea that oh, it was just found there. You know, and, like it just ended and up then there what you do is you somehow write on it like Tommy's phone, but you hate Tommy, but like you want it written on it. You want to get Tommy excommunicated? Yeah, I want the, I want Tommy exiled from the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I think I would if it, I would I would play dumb first. I would just I would be looking around, being like, "Where's that coming from? What's that weird noise?" You know, or do you style it out and just be like, "No, I don't hear anything." Or just start screaming in tune with the with the beeping. Just pull out like a big like brass band. Like, hey boys, join in. So Mr. Yoder uh, said that one of his friends was in the middle of a visit when community elders are with community elders to discuss a shunning for different reasons of somebody else. Somebody else's shunning. He was in a meeting. The shunning with them. is like there's a meeting about it. Yeah, well, you'd have to have a meeting to be like, are I we just thought it was like a mob meant like word got around. It's like, oh, we're not talking no, to Steve. There's anymore. always elders. There's always elders you got to go to to be like, I fucking hate Tommy. Can we shun him? And they're like, well, he hasn't actually done anything wrong other than just being a bit annoying. So Imagine not being really. one of the elders of the village. That'd be wild. I'd be shunning everyone. I'd be, I wouldn't I'd, even need oh. any, like, you wouldn't even need an excuse. I'd just say, yeah, no, let's at go. the drop of a hat, I'd be shunning. Like, there'd be no one left. <laughs> it would just be me. It would just be me, and then I'd have to shun myself. <laughs> shun me, um, and they'd call me. <laughs> That's me done, Connor. I'm going to log off for the night. <laughs> Shun mean. Uh, so, elders to discuss a shunning for different reasons when the alert on his phone went off in the meeting with the elders. The, the one guy sweat s- must have fucking poured off him. Oh, uh, the one guy said the elders were coming in his driveway and they were there to speak with him about something that they heard about. They heard about him that he might have to get shunned for. Um, they were going to check up on him to see if it's true. Right when that was going on, the alert went off and it was in his pocket. So they turned up to, to basically give out to him about some other behaviour that he was involved in. And then the phone goes off in his pocket. I mean, if you were pleading your case, your case is kind of ruined at that point. It's kind, Yeah, you kind of have nothing left to stand on. Did, mm. And did they go like digging to try and find it or did they just be like, look... Does, is he allowed to keep it, but he's shunned? Is no, I don't trade? think so. I, I feel like they have to get rid of all that technology, surely. Yeah, it's tough. Tough. What, what, what if they couldn't look at the Heroes for Hire TikToks? <laughs> what if they couldn't leave five stars on Spotify? What would you do? What would you, what would you do, lads? Imagine, in, leave one for him. You know, if you haven't done it already, do it for the Amish. Do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In their honour. <laughs> this might be the most shameless one yet. <laughs> this is tough. This is bad on us. <laughs> For 40 Amish community. <laughs> Leave five stars on Spotify because we have to get fo- 100 of them before Christmas. Otherwise, some child will die. Probably oh, an wow. orphanage of some kind will burn down. I don't know the rules. Those are two very specific and mm. child death related threats. No, well, look, no, I'm going to clear the orphanage out. Only have adults in there. Then burn it down. Wait, oh, no, I'm fine. not going to burn it down. Um, I I just know what's going to happen if we don't get it, is what I'm that's saying. It's not my phone. Don't shun me. <laughs> don't shun me. Guys, please, fellas. Um, so Sean we're going to have to to move on to our next piece of weird news Um, and it's because a woman was stopped in the Minneapolis airport with I don't know if this was maybe the strangest thing that's been found on somebody trying to get it through an airport so what are the rules what are you not allowed to bring through an airport Sean liquids over 100 mil Mm -hmm. sharp things explosives and animals that they don't already know about and have allowed Woman's box of giraffe poop that she was planning on making into a necklace is seized at Minneapolis Airport. You can't bring any kind of poop through the airport. <laughs> Specifically, they never said you couldn't. I'm sure there's some 
It's got to be a line somewhere. There's a byline in a, one of the rules. No biohazardous waste or whatever would be one of the things. A woman was stopped by Customs and Border Patrol officers at the Minneapolis St. Paul International Airport last week after she was found with giraffe poop that she planned to make into a necklace. The droppings were seized under border officials after a woman returning from Kenya declared the animal feces, prompting an inspection by agricultural specialists almost immediately, according what? to the agency. Of all, like, wh- why make a necklace out of shit, by the way? <laughs> That's never been addressed. <laughs> I, d- I just feel like you should make necklaces out of things that aren't shit. Stones. Anything. Jewels conquers. and such. Conquer necklace. Mm. A classy move. The, the passenger stated that she had obtained the droppings while on her trip and intended to make a necklace, officer, please. She told the officers that she had previously used moose poop to make jewellery at her home in Iowa. So technically, this isn't the craziest poop story she's had. I mean, I, I, I think it's a little crazy. Poop jewellery. Real poop jewellery. It's on Etsy. What are we doing here? <laughs> Is that? Yeah, there, this is her, I think. There's a moose poop earring and necklace set. Mm. These look fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think my follow-up question is, is it better or worse to have moose poop as a necklace or, and I'm going to try and put this in words that are easier, homegrown ingredients for oh, the you can't, you can't DIY it like there has to be some level of exotic animal to it to make it anyway fucking reasonable you can't just say like oh my dog Trevor <laughs> shit this no yeah you're like or, or, or my husband George made this one for me like none of that can happen yeah too much coffee yesterday now we've got a lovely bracelet for you go on there now I don't like this at all what like it's very unsettling. I also saw a lady on TikTok, right? And her whole thing is that she makes uh, jewellery out of other bodily substances. I knew what you were going to say because she was on uh, Holly Willoughby and Philip Fuck Schofield's. yeah, she was. Yeah. We were yeah. going to talk about her and then we didn't on this show. <laughs> we thought it would be too far. <laughs> but she was using other other things. Lovely. Bright white mm. colouring to the Yeah, jewelry. lovely bright white colouring. There's nothing wild wrong, is, healthy. What's wild is you have to send off a sample in the post. And I don't know if you're allowed to do that, really. My necklace impregnated me. <laughs> 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 Who's the father? Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm glad we didn't talk about that. I would have got the, real awkward. The giraffe poop was taken and destroyed by steam sterilisation per the USDA protocol. Um, steam sterilization that's got to be the smelliest way to do it yeah would you not just burn it well steam sterilization I suppose is slightly you're just melting it down but like melting is different from I want something to just get rid of it immediately you want some kind yeah you want I don't know a cannon. You want to throw it really far away into a grass field. Yeah, basically. That's what I want to do. Yes. So yeah, yeah. there is a real danger with bringing fecal matter into the US, said LaFonda D. Sutton Burke. What a name. The director of field operations in the Chicago field office. If this person had entered the US and not declared these items, there's a high possibility a person could have contracted a disease from this jewellery. Yes, LaFonda D. Yeah. Sutton Burke. Seems logical. This um, is how we got COVID all those times. Because fucking cross-contamination. This woman might be the one reason we got it. D- yeah, it turns out it was from buffaloes the whole time. Like, <laughs> So, Sean, I feel like... Bringing poop through security, there's got to be a moment where she's like, yeah, this is grand. Like, I'm allowed to bring shit through the airport. As long as I say I'm bringing it, they'll be yeah. happy enough with right, me. They'll like. have to, apparently you need a, a veterinary services permit to bring feces into the United States. For, like, testing and stuff, I imagine. Like, like Well, who else is bringing shit in the bag, like? This fucking lady. <laughs> don't, yeah, but, don't look at me like I'm the weird one for asking that question. I meant you. in general. I meant in general who's doing it. It wasn't, it wasn't an attack on you and your personality or you All as right. a person. 
That's fine. That's fine. No, like I do well, hate it's, you. Fine. it's fine. Like, I it's do done. think you're wrong on almost everything, but that's not this time, right? Name not one this instance time. on this show when I've Poor ever been wrong, except for, except for this episode in particular. <laughs> except for now. <laughs> um, Sean, I'm going to move on because this story, we're going to have to trade carefully because it is, it is creepy, right? But it reminds me of many, many years ago. Uh, because it's our five-year anniversary, I can now say many, many years ago. Half a decade um, doing this. Half a decade ago. We talked about a woman who was a circus trainer for animals. Um, yes. And what did she keep doing, Sean? She kept training squirrels to attack her ex. Her ex, yeah. And bite him and bite bits of him off. And after the tenth time he was randomly attacked by squirrels in the street, he was like, something's not right here. These can't be just random attacks. These have to be purposeful. Someone has set these on me. (laughs) But so the issue with those stories like this and like that one is that somebody is getting hurt and it is creepy. But sometimes people go so far that it just becomes mad that I kind of want to talk about the lens that you go to to ruin somebody else's life. Um, Like getting them onto a podcast for five years and abusing them three times a week. (laughs) Actually, it's only two now because it's It's only only once a month. We did change that. (laughs) It suited our schedules much better. The schedule mental health notice. (laughs) Um, So... (laughs) Pilot is, fine, of, Pilot is accused of stalking New York woman from his light aircraft for four years and pelting her home with tomatoes from above. Oh my, that's super villain shit. <laughs> Very petty super villain shit, I must Michael say. Arnold, 65, was charged with aggravated stalking, impeding, providing false information to a police officer after terrorising Cassie Willits from the sky. So, the New Hampshire man has been arrested for allegedly using a small propeller airplane to fly over this woman's house in New York for four years and pelt her home with tomatoes from above in the plane. Which really begs the question of, how fucking good is his accuracy with the wind and the distance? And piloting a plane at the time. (laughs) Like, and how high up is her, this window, like? Because if this is like a apartment building or a skyscraper, like, the, the first time it happens, it's like, how did a tomato get up here? No, I think there's literally a house. Oh, right. Yeah. Even weird. So he's low flying. So he's low flying, but somehow still making... He should be playing in, like, the baseball league. Like... I, I don't understand why he's not with a, with a cannon like that. Four years of this. <laughs> How petty do you have to be to be like, what am I going to do to ruin this woman's life? I'm a pilot. I'll rent out a plane, fly over her house and pelt it with tomatoes. Like having your own pilot's license is cool enough. Like you don't need to do anything else. Like if, I, I also don't stalk people, but like... The, the idea of just like I know exactly how I'm going to solve this problem. <laughs> This'll make her like me. How much did they spend on fuel and tomatoes over? The how years? many tomatoes would you I think you gotta do a few over the head before you make a direct hit. He he hardly nailed it the first try. Maybe he got better. So, like, by the time the 40-year rolled around, he was, like, licking his fingers, sticking it in the air. He's like, yeah, 30 miles per hour. That way, okay, yeah. what this way? But okay, also, I don't think he's doing this every day. So, like, the time between shots is probably pretty long. So, I don't know how much legitimate practice he's getting at it. So, he would fly his single-engine Cessna... 180 yeah. out to allegedly uh, out of to allegedly stalk the victim's New York home. Um, Willits, who lives in Shenatikatadi, sorry, Connor, you broke up. Typed typed a stout, right? Okay, S C H. Okay, E N E N E C E C T A D Y. Say that. Shenak Taddy? Shenak Taddy. Shenak Taddy. 
<laughs> he said about, so she look she lives there it doesn't matter right but she lives there and he's she came out and said he's terrorizing us um he basically flies over he wakes her family up apparently at 7 a.m uh flying over the house and her roof and windows rattle from the flyby um and then would throw tomatoes on the house from above on the house is different than at the house i will say it's not as much skill. There's not as much aiming, I think. Well, it's still hitting a house. From uh, It's still hitting a house, but you can drop it. You don't have to overarm throw it or anything like that. Yeah, but if you drop it, it'll get caught with the wind. Could veer off course. Could veer off course. He's accounting for the wind. The man's a pilot, Connor. <laughs> Um, he appeared in the Vermont Superior Court last week and pleaded not guilty to any of her tr- her accusations. So he Old said move. that's never happened. Other than all that tomato juice around her house, I've never seen her house. Other than the fact that I'm a pilot and I definitely have to track where I fly. <laughs> yeah. He previously posted his five grand bond and was ordered to not go within 300 feet of his plane. Um, the FBI agent in Albany reported Arnold was keeping his plane at the airport and he was served with a temporary restraining order. Um, but Willis then reported seeing Arnold flying over her home last week and she called the police and the FBI said the FAA found the plane in Bennington. So... He was in fact flying his airport from the or his airplane from the William H. Moore State Airport and was flying over her house without telling anyone or the FBI. So now the FBI are on his fucking back. This dude's gonna be sent to Guantanamo at this point. Like <laughs> what, is, what could have possibly happened that you need to do this in your life? Like, yeah, what is his interaction with this lady up until this point? But then it gets even better because the FBI arrest him. He they they have the fucking evidence that the plane was off the ground flying around because he has to track it, and yeah. there's loads of shit around her house that he's flying over. She rang in, gave him the exact types. He says, "I did not fly that plane," right? And then they said, obviously, the FBI. Well, if you weren't flying it, who was? Yeah. And his response. I refuse to say who the pilot was. <laughs> wow, he's really got him. He, he, he's outsmarted them there, actually. Yeah. Just to say, I, no, but I won't tell He says, you I might be able to, but I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. And if they want, don't want to get involved, I can't get them involved. So you okay, see... Then you're going to go to prison instead. <laughs> No, but I don't know if you heard me, officer. I said I wasn't flying it. Prove it. (laughs) You can count me out because I've told you I wasn't flying it. So I don't think you can just lend a plane to someone though either. I it's very it's not like lending a car really. It's very specific who can who can and can't fly it. I would say even where they're allowed to fly it Mm. is quite specific. At at what height? At what height? What speed? What Mm. distance from the starting place? All of these are concerns that I'm sure have been addressed by this man saying, well, no, like, no. The thing is, he wasn't flying it, though, because he said he wasn't. So, like, obviously he wasn't doing it. He also, he doesn't even like tomorrow. That's what he said. So, I mean, we know it wasn't him. It couldn't have been him, even though, obviously, there's a lot of evidence pointing towards him. So, now I come to you, Sean, really with, like, a bit of a change of pace. Yeah. It's kind of a conspiracy theory, because he wasn't flying it, so who was? Bigfoot? Uh, Loch Ness? Bigfoot wouldn't be able to fit in the cockpit, Connor. Come on. Um, that rules him out. Who could it be? Who could it be? Who's Who's got... Okay, so what we're looking for is here. We're looking for someone with skill with flying. Yeah. And an overabundance of tomatoes. <laughs> That's a weird Venn diagram. I feel, and I'm using Muppets logic here in that puppets yeah, yeah, can yeah. do whatever they want... I think it's yeah. the family from the Dalmio ads. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, there is a brand of pasta sauce in Ireland and the UK, I believe, called Dalmio. Uh, and they have very culturally sensitive Italian mm. puppets that marketed mm. for them a few years back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, obvi- obviously, like, they're they're really on point. It's not at all, like, in sort of offensive 
in no, any way. No. Um, really a, a modern reflection of Italy as a country I'm, and I'm going to say is a La Familia is La what I would say. Oh, in the truest <laughs> sense of the word, Connor. But it was this weird advertising campaign and they had a lot of lore behind each of the characters and the son got yeah. married in one of them, I think. Yeah, and then... Yeah, did, did the daughter have, like, a, a boyfriend who had a leather jacket at one point? Yeah, he was, like, a greaser kind of a thing. Like, he was a, yeah. a punk. That went on for years. These ads were, like, developing. It was, oh, like, a plot. so much. It was, like, like yeah. days of our lives. I would say ten years of those ads went on. I don't know if they're still doing it, but that we'll do a hero's zero on the Dalmio family one day. <laughs> the father was definitely into drugs. I don't know which ones, but he was a dealer. He had a whiff of a man who was bringing in shipments off the Middle East. Oh my God, I found an amazing wiki. It's the ad mascot Wikipedia. The and what? The Dalmio family ran from 2004 to 2015. Oh my God, 11-year run. That's, that's historical. The... The, the, the said Dalmio's natural the family were holding a table to meet Carlo who was going to eat with his family for dinner then a cow was in the lift uh, a final advert shows Papa and Carlo having a meeting at the table with everyone and the family are having some lasagna together they always seem to be having lasagna to be it, honest it, it's a staple of Italian cuisine Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Not one Italian person was in the presence of making that ad. I can Not guarantee you that. No, 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 no. Um, that, that website seems to be good. We could probably find like any ads you want, like ads from our childhood. Yeah, there's, oh, there's multiple episodes here that we can look into. Mm. What's your favourite ad? My favourite ad? There used to be one for Pop-Up Pirate that I really liked watching as a kid. Or there was an ad where there was these... Uh, uh, I used to watch a lot of those teleshopping ads of like just things you could buy. And there's one where it's markers and then there's a special marker that changes the color of the markers when you're right over it. This is so funny because I was actually going to answer <laughs> those pens that you could do like multiple swirls at once. There was yeah, like accessories man. on them. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that, like, Spirograph, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, the Spirograph. And it was always like, call now, nineteen ninety nine. You get your first deal off. You're like, this is the best deal ever. I'm, I'm saving. Like, ma'am, I'm we have it. to. We'd be fools to miss out on this. <laughs> this is an easy deal, ma'am. I Surely love- we need this. I also used to like, and this, like, is the preface, preface of me watching those fucking videos where people clean rugs over and over again. Uh, just those videos a showing how good a new Hoover was, or a broom, or a brush, or something. Like love them. That would clean all the glass out of this floor right now. <laughs> if only I had one of those actors, <laughs> they could do it for me. <laughs> if only I had one of those people desperately trying to shill a product at the trade show. <laughs> I just I love those telemarketing ads with like it's some fucking idiot who's like. I'll spilled my drink all over yeah. a curtain. What do I do? And it's always some ha- way too happy person coming in from the side like, well, Bob, I've got a, a solution just for you. Sillet Bang is the fucking oh, king man. of that shit. If you haven't seen the Sillet Bang ads, you, you haven't lived. That man was screaming at you Barry to buy Scott Sillet Bang. just fucking tearing into you. He when was absolutely. He was pissed drunk. He's, he gave the impression of a man who was coming off a three day bender and was still on the high. Yeah. And he was like, he was screaming because he didn't really have much of a voice. But he he didn't realize the music the had stopped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was still, he was still in it at the time. He was in the nightclub, still, he was still in, in his the club head in Berlin, like the um, <laughs> and the, also the best ad of all time, any Irish car safety ad from the mid two thousands. Because Very good. those things are fucking horror films. Yeah, we had like a long string. This is not related, related to anything else. But we had a long string where the road safety people would have like the most horrific fucking ads of like, you're going to crash your car. Don't yeah. crash your car. And it's I remember the one where the dog runs out in front and the guy veers and there's a young couple at a yeah. wall and the car crushes the young couple <laughs> at the wall and the man's like don't veer when you see a dog you'll kill everyone you know yeah there was another one same story a man veers the car does I'm not kidding 17 <laughs> flips from the in the air match. It, it comes from the soccer match <laughs> there's a load of flips in the air and then there's a picnic of children 
in the field next to it and it just plows straight into him. The story behind that one is very strong because he plays for the local soccer team yeah. and they win the match and he scores a goal and then they go to the pub and he's like, no, 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 I won't drink. And they're like, ah, go ah, on. Come on. And he's you're like, our star right. player. He's like, all right, I'll have a few. So he drinks a few. He's drink driving home. He somehow veers and... I'm not messing. The car is on the road and the next shot it's about 10 feet in the air doing like quadruple somersaults and then just hits the grass and takes out every child within a 10 mile radius. You can watch this like this is on YouTube. Look look up Irish car safety I guarantee it's one of the first that comes up. But like it looks like a comedy bit because it's that over the top. Like it looks like and you there's would like see the shot of the child, like he, he like turns around and looks at the car just yeah. before it hits him. Like, oh no, there's I really sad does, music. I think it does a crash zoom on the child's face. I can't be sure, but I really hope it does. Yeah, of course. Those those fucking horrified me when I I was like, oh my god, oh. all cars will kill me. I am going to die. I will die at any minute. <laughs> I can't go to the park now, ma'am. I'm going to die. <laughs> it's either the cars or the squirrels will get me. Gray <laughs> squirrels, mind. <laughs> just gray squirrels. Obviously, the red squirrels are nice. Um, shit, this, these are just some of our ads. The Q&A is down below on Spotify. What I would like everyone <laughs> to do is whatever country you are listening to this from, could you name your favourite childhood yeah. ad and the most horrifying, because then we can Google them on YouTube and try to find them across all of international ads. That would be genuinely hilarious. Um, I hope there's someone listening from Japan, because I know you guys have crazy ads. <laughs> Just, well, you want, like, you want them in the right niche that, like, you were, like, seven when it came out, but it sticks in your head somehow... It's just in your head that either it's horrifying or it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, like it's, you, you, it, at a formative time in your life, you mm. saw this ad and it's never left you. That's <laughs> well, what we I would, I would say the most famous ad in all of Irish television, though, is the one where the two office guys are talking, having the cup of tea, and your man is like, oh, I'm fucking great. And then the, the idea is like, oh, tea is like... Barry's tea, which is what they sell here, is like, yeah. that's going to make you the greatest person ever. You're going to get really cocky and you're chatty. And then the other guy is like, um, I was at the gym yesterday. I said, oh, put yeah. on more weights. They said, there are, there no, are more. no more. Yeah. And that was just in my head. Like, from my whole childhood, I was like, put on more weights. There are no more. <laughs> hey. There's the one, there's the, we're just talking about ads now, this might take us to the end, but there's the Guinness ad with Michael Fassbender where he swims to America to apologize to his brother. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's a good one. That's been posted in the Facebook group. And there's also, do you remember the ad where it's the boys, they're out in a club on, in Europe, on the continent. And they're like, oh, you're from Ireland. Speak some Irish for us. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And this man rattles off the basic primary school Irish that every Irish person knows, such as Cunus Boher, Colleen Vanya, which mm. means quiet, road, girl, milk. So, And all the women fall in love with him. All the women fall in love with him. Mm. And it was for years, to this day... Irish people will say that shit when talking to foreign people. <laughs> the, ju- the ads are meant to make fun of us, but we're like, ah, fucking go on. <laughs> ah, we'll take voice. that as part of our culture. That's fine. <laughs> so we're going to finish off weird news because I do want to get to Florida Man. We didn't talk about him last week. Uh, and Florida Man should, because you interrupted the whole end of last week's show, which is lunacy. Oh, sorry um, but about that. Yeah, <laughs> Florida man forgets phone during burglary, goes back later to get it, gets arrested. Oh, he got him on the return. Uh, this man is called Terry Terry Jeffcoat. <laughs> Not his real name, surely. <laughs> Jeffcoat. The, 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 uh, he, look, only one first name, so you can still trust him, I guess. Terry Jeffcoat, uh, but a second name in the second name. A second oh, first true. name in the second name. That's I, I can't even process what you I don't know what said. the rules are for that. I, I don't know. Uh, Terry Jeffco was caught red-handed. His burglary of a Lee Acres home had gone perfectly, but he forgot one thing, and then the homeowner returned. So on Thursday, the owner had been moving items into her new home, little by little. But when she pulled into the driveway, she realised something was amiss. The garage door was wide open. 
She quickly called a person to come help her, and when the women went around the corner of the home, they locked eyes with Jeff Coat. <laughs> locked eyes is a tough look. <laughs> <laughs> who was walking toward the back door of the home. Frightened, one of the women grabbed a gun and confronted him, questioning why he was there. Oh, I forgot it was taking place in America, where oh, that's just fuck. a thing that can happen. Jeff Court, in that name it gets less real every time I say it, in fact had no answer. He bolted towards a canal. Um, now, this is Florida, man. It's Florida, man. Of course he has a gun. Um, when the women went inside the home, they realised some valuables were missing, including four suitcases full of clothing and shoes worth one grand. Also, nowhere to be found was her daughter's gold necklace, um, along with t- two of her son's posters. Um, so <laughs> it's such an odd choice. <laughs> Why did he take those specific things? Um, but one particular valuable remained, and it didn't belong to anyone that they knew. Jeff Coat has a, had escaped with all of the loot, but he had mistakenly left behind his mobile phone. Classic Florida man move. Mm. One leaves a thing that could identify you, and two go back for it. Like So according to the county sheriff's office, deputies responded to the home for a burglary. Deputies noticed prime marks on the garage door frame, which had been damaged. But during the investigation, the canine unit moved to the area. So the canines show up and all the police officers are there with all the dogs. Suddenly, Jeff Court arrives out from a trailer in the back of the residence and then immediately the canines ran towards him and leapt on him. Those dogs had the easiest day at work that they've ever had. <laughs> Once in custody, Jeff Coat muttered that he had messed up and slept at, at a home down the road. He said he returned to the residence to get the phone he had left behind, but he waited just long enough for her to call the police, the police to arrive, and then him to go, silly fucking Jeff, silly my Billy. phone. <laughs> That's, again, it's Florida man being caught by doing the absolute stupidest thing. Also, if I was doing a robbery, I wouldn't bring my phone because they can track you. Yeah, well, I mean, that's because you're a, a master thief. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great at lockpicking and such. Uh, but like, is lockpicking real? It is. I can pick locks. No, you can't. I can. I've done it several times. No, you have. Why would you say that out loud? First of all, legally. Secondly, that's not true. Give me, give me a lock and some tools, and I'll get. I'll get. Okay, go on. I, next time we meet up, I'm going to lock you in a room, and you have to get out. That's fine. That's fine by me. <laughs> Genuinely, Connor, I can't stress how many times I've done lock picking. There's no. Why would you say that? First of all, because it's. I, I, I was at a barbecue, and I was like, I, I think I've said it on the show. It was like, if if you put a safe in front of me, I'll have it open in 15 minutes. But you would! I, but someone gave me a lock and some lock picks, and I opened it immediately. <laughs> I've done it, I've done it a bunch of times. <laughs> this is getting worse! No, for like, for testing to see... You haven't once said it was for testing. This whole time, you've been like, no, I'm I thought great. it would be assumed based on my character. No. Why would we assume when you say, oh, I'm really great at lock picking, but... Oh, well, that's no further explanation needed. You're a bit of a Jeff coach yourself, I think, Connor. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> you were the one who said it. I like, in the incredible, like, in the criminal investigation, they have you in the room and the detectives are standing there smoking. You're like, I'm fucking amazing at picking locks. I'm savage at murder. <laughs> honestly, God, lads, I'm amazing at two things. Murdering people and picking locks to murder people. And, yeah. But I want you to know... I want you to assume, because obviously, from the character that I am, you're going to know I haven't done that. But just know I'm fucking great at them. There you do, need to know. No, look, do, do, does anyone assume that I do crime, though? Like, listening and talking to me and looking at me? No, 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 that's not true. Oh, you, well, who who's most likely to say that? A criminal. Oh, a murderous geez. criminal. Oh, a criminal wouldn't have a, a semi-successful podcast, Connor. Semi. <laughs> well, we need a hundred five star reviews before we can call ah, it successful. <laughs> That's when we get real success. <laughs> no, please, we need we need this. Sean no, is going to go to jail. They I, they I, they won't know his character. I broke into the police station. I'm very. <laughs> you sorry. broke in just to tell them that you won't break in. Yeah, 
Just to show that I could do it, but I won't. I'm like Lads, you need to change those locks. I'm yeah. going to pick them real easy. I'm like dusting my hands off. <laughs> um, Sean, I think that's it for this week's Weird News. What a week will I take us out, Connor? Yeah, sure, why not? Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesdays. We'll be back on Friday with Hero or Zero, Saturday with our Patreon live show, and next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Big shout-outs to everyone over on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Heroes for Hire podcast, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Joe Burney, Ryan Komatsu Dozer Enthusiast Evanson, Secretly Ed Sheeran Don't Tell Anyone, David Clark, Sean Chuckle in the Wash and It'll Be Grand Jameson, Dominic, Anna Irish Wallers Forever Helm Roos, Danny McLaughlin, Lord Smish, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Frost, Ed Ball, Connor and Lorraine are renting a human-sized hamster wheel to see all the ocean ghosts. Russ, just working out how to gaslight a load of ants and exploit their natural sense of honour and justice parfait. Jackson Bruheim totally understands if Sean and Connor need to take a break and mourn the death of the El Muerto movie. Liz had a few too many on St. Paddy's Day and tipsly subscribed to the Patreon. Kira Lawler, Abs Kebabs, Judge Lahey, Killian Cronin and Kyle Borowski. Thank you all. Very, very much for your support. We really appreciate it. And your invites will be on the way um, very shortly after this episode goes live. So do check the inbox for that. If you're not a Patreon already, one you could join or just send us a message on any of the social medias if you want to be a part of that. Here's for, at Heroes for Hire Pod, the four is the number four. That's the Twitter. Facebook is Detective Divilman's Discussion Group. Instagram is Heroes for Hire Podcast. And the best way to ever head out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Mead. I shall see you on next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.